Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, here with you once again to host this week's episode and you know that i am joined by none other than the kingpin of the chairshot.com he is the unstoppable one he is the king of shit takes if you didn't know he's also a wrestling promoter and now we can call him the reverend greg demarco of war games war games war games War games. It's back. It's not our topic, but it's back. How much money do you think Tony Khan's paying uh, William Regal to not say war games? I mean, Regal has said publicly that he won't say it. He won't. He said two different things. Like, he won't even say it, like, if people ask him to do it, like, mm-hmm. on a cell phone message or yeah, yeah, yeah. No He also cameo, says no. he won't do it for blood and guts um, out of respect for what he did with war games. What's so funny is that War Games was an institution long before William Regal ever said the words. So it's it's just crazy to me, but I'm sad that he's not there now, that it's going to be a Survivor Series because – but you'd have to like get him there, put him in a commissioner role, do all of that stuff just so he can go. Do you really need him to be a commissioner? War Games! War Games! War Games! No, his sole job could literally be war games. Exactly. He does not. We know this. We know this. Like he could literally be behind the scenes, do everything, and then just show up for war games and then go back behind the scenes again until the following year. Like that mm-hmm. could be. Um, He's like, uh, it's like the groundhog, you know, yeah. like William Regal comes out and says war games. If he says war games, yeah. there's six more weeks of. Build for Survivor Series. If he doesn't say War mm-hmm. Games, Survivor Series is canceled. Games. Of War Games! War Games! War Games! It will be missed, though. It was missed last year. Mm-hmm. We missed again yes. for the first main roster War Games. What I love is that people, as we derail so soon. Of course. Show, Hello. People th- like like people have made the suggestion that Roman will still defend the title at Survivor Series. How can you not have the bloodline 
And they're literally and war made games, for, yeah. They are the most four horsemen faction that's not the four horsemen in the history of wrestling, besides yeah. the four horsemen themselves. How can you not put them in war games? Like I just the bigger question is who it's against. It's gotta be the bloodline. Yeah. Who else could it possibly ever be? It's tailor made, but who knows, you know, like it is tailor made for one, me. you don't Roman has no one to defend against, really. Like I I mean, I I think he could and th- and talk and thinking about you know him actually having quote unquote a night off like this is the best way to do it because ultimately too he's not going to lose um, no. but he could also be a sole survivor whatever that ends up being but oops I got so mad I just started to throw things around that's said, why the I, whole that's why the Jake Paul match works so well or the Logan Paul match works so well because yeah. no matter who Roman wrestled in Saudi Arabia he wasn't going to lose so yeah. you know. We can't keep doing Brock Lesnar. We could, but you're not going to top what happened at SummerSlam. We're no. not going to go the Drew McIntyre out again so soon. That'll probably happen again at Royal Rumble or sometime next year. Who knows? Logan Paul is the perfect per- – plus it's apparently who mm-hmm. the prince wanted in, in Saudi Arabia. So Because I guess they're huge Logan Paul fans over there. Like That's it all just, just makes sense. The bigger question is who they wrestle. And I will go on the record now on your show. For no reason whatsoever. I mean, technically, War Games started with WWE and NXT, so it, it does tie in, right? Sure. I'll go with that. Um, good enough. I think you have Kevin Owens lead the team against the Bloodline, and I think that's where you have Owens convince Sami Zayn that he's being completely hmm. worked by the Bloodline, mm-hmm. and that Sami Zayn ends up being like the final member revealed for Kevin Owens' team. Because Kevin Owens was once the surprise member of a team for War Games in mm-hmm. NXT against the Undisputed Era. So I think that you could go that route and have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, probably Matt Riddle, except unless he's still feuding with Seth Rollins. Was, yeah. Which maybe, you know, the, 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 the fight pit isn't the last match in that feud. I don't know. And then it just came to me. You know, because like who would be the fourth person? I could, you know, you could do Drew McIntyre. You could do AJ Styles. Ricochet would be a great option because he could bump all over the place. Then I realized Logan Paul could be mm-hmm. a, a part of that War Games team as well. Like I do think, but yeah, it's going to be the blood. I mean, come on. It's going to be yeah, the blood line. Have to. The bigger question is who's going to team with Damage Control and who's going to team with Alexa and mm-hmm. Bianca and – um, Asuka for the women's war games match. Yeah. Is Becky going to be back in time? I doubt it. So how yeah. do we, what do we put in there? How do we get a fourth member? Cause you can't do it. I think that's where game. maybe the swerve comes in. I think actually that, um, Shotzi is looking to be Ooh. a friend of Raquel, but in reality, she's like a sleeper cell and she's actually going to team with damage control. And maybe I Raquel think actually is the fourth member of the baby face team. I can see of that. the baby face team. Yeah. I could totally see that. Because we don't acknowledge Aliyah anymore anyway, so. Who? Yeah. No, she's back to being stupid racist. It's okay. She's fine. She's done here. Her work is done. Mainly forgettable, but yeah, Yeah. you know. By the way, the stupid racist thing was literally from like 2013. Like, it's so long ago that she did that. Hey, still, you know. People digging through Twitter. People digging through Twitter, but also someone who is kind of forgettable. Yeah. Makes Liv Morgan look like she's a million bucks. I'm on the other side. I am actually, I think Liv Morgan's doing just fine. 
I'm on the other side of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm sure you have people complaining about Liv Morgan to you all the time. So, and no, no, we actually don't talk about, at all about Liv Morgan. Okay. I, I think it's still, I think it's still a, a discovery process of who Liv Morgan is as the champion, you know? Uh, I agree. It's, it's a little less rough now. I'm actually, you know, thinking, gosh, it would be, I'm, I'm actually kind of ready to see a Shayna, uh, um, What's her her face? Um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Ronda feud. I think that would be great. Again, fight pit. Like, yeah, we're gonna do it. You're you're gonna have to bring a whole unless they're gonna lower the cage and take off the ropes. I'm sure the fight pit's gonna be like a separate thing at Extreme Rules. I don't know how they're gonna set it up, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cinematic. I, I have no idea what they're gonna do. Nah, I doubt it's gonna be cinematic. Not cinematic, but like, do you do it in the ring? Do you do it somewhere else? Somewhere else, yeah, I don't know. Like um, last time, the fight pit was like behind the commentators. Like it was all. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was very weird. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know. Well, this week we are going to be talking about NXT. We did uh, tease that at the end of last week's show because so much has been going on. We've already kind of started with this uh, war games conversation. How things are kind of bleeding from NXT to uh, Raw and SmackDown. We're going to go more into depth about all the changes that we've been seeing on NXT as of late, and even maybe talk about the future and some predictions. Just just when you think you got things figured out, something changes. Absolutely. So that's going to be this week's topic. But before we get into that, this is a reminder that the Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. You can find this pad, podcast War and games. others. Of War Games! War Games! War Games! I felt like if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it a little bit differently. Oh my gosh, yo. This just gave me the idea. And, and we'll have to do this some other time. If we were to do a War Games of the ChairShot Radio Network, who would our teams be? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have plenty of time between now and Survivor Series where we could do that. Yes. So. Hold on to that one for the future. Done. Uh, you can listen to this uh, on your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. That's why I'm the Twitterless heroine. But you can find Greg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Chairshot Greg. You can also follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can stay up to date on everything that's happening on the Chairshot Radio Network. Speaking of up to date, you know, I got to do this. Something happening this Saturday. September 24th, IDW will be in Coolidge, Arizona for Cool Town Clash 2. And just recently on social media, uh, IZW released a lot of information on what's going to be happening um, at Cool Town Clash, including our brand new IZW Women's World Champion, Bryn Thorne, will be facing her first 
competitor as champion. And it's nonetheless Lilith Grimm, uh, someone who has really stepped up as a contender, um, even before we get got into uh, the Cycle Circus match and someone who's had uh, just brawls with Bryn Thorne. They had uh, a no contest at Monster, which ended up having both of them in the Monster Rumble. And now the roads lead to Coolidge, where Bryn Thorne's first title defense will be against Lilith Grimm. We also have pretty big match announcements uh, in tag team action. We're going to have Dallas King and MBW versus the unlikely team of Graves and Jacob Austin Young. I say unlikely because these two men will be facing each other in November one-on-one. So let's see how they pair together uh, to face a fairly well-established tag team in Dallas King and MBW. Uh, We also, in tag team action, will have DeShade and EJ Sparks of the Regulators facing two members of Final Destination, Evan Daniels and Charles Cassis. If you saw Charles's, uh, you know, response to losing to Jacob Austin Young um, just recently um, at Cycle Circus, you know that he's he's coming out for blood. Um, and this is too, you know, pretty much a preview of what we're going to be having at Wanted Dead or Alive where we will have a cage match between the regulators and final destination. Uh, Talent announcements have also been made. Boss Hog Marshall Zinn will be in action. Compete the Heat and Miko Maestro will also be there as well. Uh, Robles Boxing Gym standout Isaac Chavez will be there. Also announced we will have two boxing matches um, at Cool Town Clash. Uh, Greg, can you share a little bit more about that and kind of what makes this event unique with this combination of wrestling and boxing? As part of our relationship with Robles Boxing or Boxing and Fitness, in Coolidge, we do have the boxing exhibitions. We had a boxing exhibition at the first Cool Town Clash between two fighters there. Um, Two women had an opportunity to box with each other. It's a sparring exhibition. And, of course, we had Isaac Chavez make his in-ring debut in his victory with Gino Rivera. This time around, we have two boxing sparring exhibitions, um, both one for the women and one for the men that will take place throughout the evening. We also have some other appearances by some folks from the boxing gym. Isaac Chavez will be returning to the ring in a wrestling capacity as part of his appearance as well. So we'll have to see how that unfolds in that evening as a match has not been announced for him yet, but we'll see just where that fits and, and all of it is more, but it is unique. And that is one of the great parts of the cool town clash events is we do get to have um, just a great opportunity for the folks that get to step into the boxing and the wrestling ring, but show off their boxing skills in the exhibition and, and be a part of the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm excited to have both of those as part of the uh, day's festivities at cool town clash two. Ooh, and of course, your IZW World Heavyweight Champion Thugnificent will be going going up against Bryce Saturn. Um, so that too is going to be an outstanding match. That and much, much more uh, this Saturday at the Coolidge Youth Center. Uh, the doors open at 5 p.m. Event starts at 6 p.m. 
tickets, information, all of that, you can find at IZWWrestling.com and Robles Boxing and Fitness as far as tickets and information. Greg, where can our listeners find more information on IZW on social media? At IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona at IZW Wrestling AZ. You can get all your ticket links there. If you're local, you could buy your tickets at Robles Boxing and Fitness. Um, that address is in all the posts as well. Yeah, come out and be a part of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Coolidge events are always a blast, and we love going to the community and being a part of that. Um, will be food available um, from uh, from Giro, from Risa, and so much more. So come on out. Be a part of it all. It's going to be a great time for our second event in Coolidge. So very excited. Well, Greg, there's other ways, too, that you could support IZW if you are not able to go to Cool Town Clash this Saturday, September 24th in Coolidge. In order for me to tell you about that and our listeners about that, Greg, Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to do me a favor and wind it up. It is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and ChairShot.com t-shirts. Yes, one place for two different organizations that you can support at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you're going to find a variety of IZW and ChairShot t-shirts. That includes the IZW Pride t-shirt that was released earlier this summer. Of course, the IZW World Order, the IZW NWA design, the IZW Arizona's Best, uh, and so much more. The new logo as well is looking fresh. Go ahead and get your IZW t-shirt if you can't attend September 24th or November 12th uh, in Glendale. You can buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt for a friend. If you are planning on going and you need a new IZW t-shirt, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. While you're there, go ahead and pick up an IRA chairshot.com t-shirt like the chair shot 316 shirt. Suck it nerd which is will live very fondly in all of our hearts. Multiple always use your head shirts as well as chair shot worldwide coming at you. You have, of course, the Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt because hey, it's like throwing a stone somewhere. You'll probably find someone that hates Greg. And, of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start off at $19.99, but you can customize your shirt. And for a few extra dollars, you can order any T-shirt in soft style. You can customize your colors, your logos, all of that. So what are you waiting for? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your T-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. 
your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some fucking window. Fucking nerd! Yeah. So this week, NXT, uh, we got a lot to recap. So first, we're going to do a little past, present, future. This is the way we're going to organize this, possibly in our heads. It may not come out in the execution-wise, because Greg and I, well, we just fucking go all over the place. But we we have this logic in our heads. Because it's been a while since we talked about NXT. And one of the last things that we did hear about before we kind of went on our little mini hiatus was NXT UK dissolving. And the rebranding of NXT UK to eventually become NXT Europe. We don't have much of a timeline on that. But with that, we had a lot of NXT UK talent get released. And even before that, we saw a shift of NXT UK talent come to NXT 2.0. The end of NXT UK came through the World Collide event where you had NXT 2.0 versus NXT uh, NXT UK. Um, and really some of the big points of that was we had three title unification matches that occurred, uh, of course, between, uh, the NXT championship and UK championship, the NXT women's championship and UK championship, and then the, uh, tag titles uh, with the UK and NXT titles. Now, Greg and I were talking about this offline as far as really what came about it. And it's what seemed to be expected that NXT UK was essentially absorbed into, you know, 2.0 and that um, your NXT UK champions all lost their titles to current champions. Um, the only ones kind of out of the mix was pretty deadly. But at this point, do you even consider them much of NXT UK because they've been on NXT programming for a good chunk of this year? So, yes, it was kind of a way to close the book on NXT UK, but it was fairly predictable in almost every sense of the word. Um, I agree on everything, and especially the tag situation. Here's the only, here, I'll, I'll answer the question about the tag match with a question. Could Gallus not have won? Like, they would have been fine as... Unified Tag Team Champions. Now, I haven't read. I need to go back and check the spoilers again. I don't even know if they're appearing on the next two weeks of NXT 2.05, whatever it is now, in this weird transition period that we'll talk about. Pretty Deadly to me doesn't count. It doesn't count as yeah. an NXT UK act. They have already been former NXT Tag Team Champions. Now, Mustache Mountain, you know, won it from Undisputed Era overseas back in NXT UK, whatever, um, as a one-off. But... 
they literally had already come here in March, won those tag titles in April, and now it's September, and we're expecting, like, I just can't, it's, it's been six months. Like, I can't count them as an NXT UK act, even though they, they, they seem like one. To me, I think it's just, it would have been, them winning is just the same as the Creed Brothers retaining. I would have gone with Gallus. Because um, I, I tried to convince myself maybe, you know, Mako Satamora pins Blair Davenport and then Mandy Rose has a reason to complain and we get that match. Um, I could not see Tyler Bate winning. Like, there's just no other ways that I could have seen that going. I don't even know. Like, Mako Satamora then had the match with Roxanne Perez. Is she now gone? Like, there's a lot of questions that I have. There's a lot of questions still left with who's left from UK and who isn't. And I don't know if they're still just internally figuring that out as well. Um, yeah, because also with that, we got a lot of big changes with NXT when Triple H ended up becoming head of all of, of creative. That trickled down to NXT 2.0 with really the biggest change uh outside of of course um you know some some changes that we've seen visually uh and with commentary and with talent um the old nxt logo looks like it's making its comeback at the end of last week's episode last week for us because we haven't seen this one yet point is they teased the black and gold coming back and that was so synonymous with, with NXT now. It's not completely a, a new or the old logo because they're keeping the form of 2.0, but taking out all of the, the color inside uh, of the logo and having, you know, black and gold outline for this. And really, I think a lot of fans are seeing this as, as signifying a trend back to what we know NXT of old to be with a big emphasis on wrestling of independent stars um, with, you know, really working in its own universe and not so much tied into raw or, or SmackDown. Um, and I think there was, of course, a, a huge set of fans that are excited about it, but also there's no way to go back to what exactly what it was. You once you could uncrumple the paper, but the lines are still going to be there. So what are you thinking now? I mean, we've seen this already again with, with NXT UK and that absorption of that talent coming in. Now we're seeing, you know, this, this, the logos coming back, of course, but also, you know, maybe some, some bigger changes. What do you think this really means for NXT now? Um, what, what do you think this means is black and gold coming back? So I do wonder, so we had that logo that you've talked about, right? And, Mm -hmm. and the logo that showed up where they kind of removed everything and just had the white. Um, and I don't know if that's the final logo either. Like it, could that be a transitional logo because we needed to match because what we learned was, I didn't know this when when we talked about last week was that the very next day after the big reveal at the end of NXT, um, the video that shocked everybody nobody saw it coming, that we taped two weeks of NXT there. And I saw some pictures of it the next day. And so they still had the splotches all over the place. And I mean, not just on video wise, but like at the ring posts are still that way. The aprons are still that way. The, the padding they use around the ring barriers are still that way. So I knew 
that there was going to be this weird two weeks of transition time. What I don't know is when we get back to Halloween Havoc's not till the 22nd of October. When we hit October 4th, which would be the next live edition of NXT, are we redoing the Performance Center? Is it going to look different once mm-hmm. again? I think so. Um, I, 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 my gut instinct is that we will look different. It may not be a full revamping, but I do think it'll change again. Maybe we'll see more changes to the logo and it'll become even more towards black and gold. I don't know. You're right. You uncrumple the paper. The the wrinkles are still all that. But remember, I've been the one, sometimes the only one in my opinion, banging the table for the fact that if they didn't change the colors and if they didn't go to 2.0, it would not be looked at that way today. Like I think that people would have noticed some changes, but the visceral reaction to those changes would not be there. The the the, the takeover special that happened um, the weekend, the day before Hell in a Cell. I don't know if that was in your house. I think that was in your house. Maybe I don't know. Had that been in Chicago, people would have gone ape shit for the the way they put on those matches. Worlds collide. Had that been in Cardiff. Mm-hmm which I believe it should have been, people yeah. have gone apeshit for that stuff. Um, so I think it's a lot closer to the old product than people are willing to admit, in my opinion. It'll never be well, fully what it was, but it also couldn't be. But I, I kind of think, in all honesty, the product now looks like a lot like, not NXT Evil, like NXT like before it became very popular, like mm-hmm. very much back in the original days, like more like, on Hulu before, you know, like this was like, gosh, trying to think like maybe 2014, 13 Mm -hmm. NXT. That's what this gives me more vibes of it and that feeling. So, you know, maybe it's another big pendulum swing because, um, I, I think that back in the day, my phone's listening to me. I know. Um, I didn't touch a thing. And it will sometimes just like start like listening in, which I don't say anything of importance. So for a like, second there, I thought that was Siri, and we we're about to have a real serious conversation, like um, a real serious, very, very serious. Yes, um, we're about to have a family meeting right here on the air. Family and meeting, family meeting. Here's you your made a commitment to no iPhone, and oh yeah, I still still oh, will I not have, have iPhone. It is it is the Samsung version of Siri. Yeah, I have it too. Well, I have yeah. okay Google, but whatever. Um, back to you. But going, yes, going back to, to the subject of it. Uh, um, so I think that's what people miss too. You know, like we all talk about how much has changed, but when you think about it, this looks back to what NXT was, what, you know, 2014. Yeah. And again, it was truly trying to build, you know, in some ways 2.0 was really like what the original NXT was trying to do um, to help transition people to to the main roster and that didn't always go so well either you know like we saw what happened with like emma when she transitioned from nxt to um the main roster and that too was you know all of the building blocks were there but that still was more i think of a bigger issue of perception with the women's division back then but at the end of the day it's still more of a response to what we're seeing on on the main roster. But NXT, when it was truly in this prime of black and gold, it became something beyond Bra Mm -hmm. and SmackDown. And I think maybe now they'll be able to find that balance where it is still 
uh, area and uh, a place for people to grow um, and help move that shift into, you know, Raw or SmackDown, but also have it where it has its own identity. And it's something that's unique and special and still has matches that could be comparable to things that you see um, anywhere else. You know, maybe it is trying to find that that balance uh, of it all. Um, but one of those things that could come back, you know, has also been speculated is we get takeovers again. And I don't to me, that was something where like, why can't we have takeovers? What's the what? Why can't I, the, the concept of takeover? was so great because it truly felt like just for one night NXT is taking over your screen. And because they didn't have these as often, um, it truly was something that all of them were always so put together. Even a bad takeover was better than a good WWE, you know, Raw or SmackDown pay-per-view. So why not go back to what worked well? Yeah, it's interesting because it, it's so – it's almost contradictory, right? Like they did – the criticism and, and the reason for the change was that – and I even said it like Triple H didn't complete the assignment. Like his job was to make something that populated the main roster and instead he decided to make a viable third brand and that just didn't work because not what he was supposed to do. But then it's like, well, why did they do the Survivor Series thing? If NXT was never supposed to be a third brand, why'd they get to beat the main roster? And to me, like, that NXT truly peaked during the Undisputed Era era of NXT when they won Survivor mm-hmm. Series, when they did all that. Like, that was the peak of, of that version of NXT. For me, I'm biased. We all know why I'm biased. Well, we all, yeah, we all. We and will always fine. be biased to our favorite time periods of wrestling. Of that's course. a fact. That's but, a scientific fact. I felt that 2.0 was an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. And I think where we're getting now is that happy medium. I think Triple H – and people were very critical of Triple H when he went on you know, Ariel Meets with Ariel Homwani and criticized AEW because they beat developmental. When he's the guy who was quoted as saying, developmental my ass at mm-hmm. one point. But – when he said developmental my ass, he wasn't the guy in charge of everything. And perspective, again, you like to joke, in case you didn't know this, Greg's a promoter, I look at things differently because I have to sell tickets. And and so when you have to do that, you have to you, you look at things very differently. Um, and I think Triple H looks at things differently now because of the role that he's in. And, and I think that makes perfect sense. For me, it's – I think now we're in that place that it's supposed to be. Where it can be viable, have its own identity, and and thrive on its own, and eventually maybe tour again and have takeovers outside of the the, the performance center, all of that, but still exist to populate Raw and SmackDown. I at one point didn't think that was possible. I at one point literally said that there needed to be a separate developmental from NXT. I no longer believe that that's needed. I now believe that you can accomplish both with NXT. Mm-hmm. Given the current structure, just stop doing stupid things like like what they just did with the North American Championship. But which we will definitely talk about. There. But so so to me, I think we can have this happy medium. I don't think we're, we've seen the finished product yet. Even the logo reveal, oh. I don't think we've seen the finished product. I think we'll see it on October fourth. And 
I think in, in a few months, I think we're going to be happy about it. I really, truly do. Um, I think it's going to be the right mix of both things. And it'll be interesting to see where it is a year from now. When, Because here's the sad part that is going to happen. It's WWE. People are going to get released at some point, And there's going to be some talent turnover. And some things are going to change. And, and then once that happens and more people are brought in, then I think we're truly going to see what this is going to look like. And I think it's going to be a positive outcome, but we got to get there and we can't get there overnight. And that's hard in this instant gratification society that we live in today. We don't want to know what's next for NXT, NXT in six months. We want to see it now. And it just wouldn't make sense. Well, that's kind of my next question is about change. You know, you brought up a very good point as we were talking offline about this, that, you know, change that they are known for exactly for that change fast and furious and the changes that we saw overnight between black and gold and 2.0 was very quick and we are seeing that again now with you know 2.0 changing into this new black and gold in literally two weeks you know maybe three uh but very very quick changes why do you think the change so quick this time I mean, I think maybe, I, I think in general, and maybe it's maybe quick. That's a good, that's a good question. Cause now it makes me think, I think the 2.0 change happened was, was in development for a while. Um, or there was that plan. I think Probably. this change from black, you know, 2.0 to black and gold, you know, 2.0, uh, is much more of a sudden thing. Um, because of the structural and leadership changes that happened right. pretty quickly, but still visually looking like it happened overnight. Right. So the first time to me was an overcorrection and it was just like an immediate win and Vince would do that. We need to do this now mm -hmm. since we're going to move on from the old stuff. Why wait? Right. Just do it. I do think while this was, I think this change that we're seeing right now is in development longer than people think. And because Triple H took over, NXT was Triple H's baby. I'm sure deep down inside, he didn't like the changes that were made while he was gone. Mm -hmm. Publicly, he said it needed to be done. And now he probably truly believes that. But again, I will continue to use the phrase, it was an overcorrection. I think in hindsight, we can say that. Remember, the change of 2.0 was so abrupt. I said this when we came here and talked about it on, on your show. The first ever episode of 2.0 felt like 2.0 had been on TV for six months. Like suddenly here's this guy named Grayson Waller cutting a promo as if he's been here, but he hadn't been here. And, and that was, you know, and now of course, look where we are. And he was a baby face at the time. So, um, now we move forward to where we are today, but I, th here's why I think that this change happened, took longer than the people think. Hank Walker beat Javier Bernal or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. In a match on NXT and then was offered a contract by Shawn Michaels in a backstage promo that aired like one of those network exclusive things. Shawn Michaels had a portfolio with a contract in it and already inscribed on the front of the portfolio was the new NXT logo. And, and even if you go through like forimprint.com, it takes a little bit of time to get that. So to me... They had to be long enough to get that stuff in and things like that. So I do believe that it wasn't this knee-jerk thing or whatever. I kind of think when Triple H took over, he was like, okay, I got to make some immediate impact right away, get people talking, 
you know, we're going to bring back Bailey and, and we're going to bring back Yoshirai and change her name, bring back Dakota Kai, all that. Sean, we're switching NXT. I'll talk to you next week and we're going to do this, that, whatever. And then eventually, you know, so I do think pretty early on in a Triple H's tenure, this was already in the works in, in mm-hmm. my humble, not so humble opinion. Um, and now we're seeing the, the fruits of it. And I think, um, and, and I think it's, 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 it's not going to be return to the black and gold. It's not. Um, but I do think it's going to be a shift back in that direction and it's going to fall somewhere in the middle, which is probably where it should be. Yeah. So we are going to talk about the future of NXT. We'll talk a little bit about what happened this week on NXT as well and talk about some of our thoughts and predictions on the future, future of NXT. However, before we do that, Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. me dave this is the danger zone this whole podcast is the danger zone when, when patrick changed the subject of the three minute warning on the greg demarcus show i did play the danger zone soundbite and he was vehement that he wasn't using his danger zone card as if we talked about that in the last 12 months but that's just it's hidden it's, it's what's, hidden. Old, what's old is new again what is old is new again so uh, as we talk about this future of NXT, the 2.0 black and gold era. We're going to have to find some name for this new version of 2.0. I think or this new version talk, of to us, gold. talk to us on October 4th. And when, when we see the yes. first full episode, I once, think we'll, once, once we'll see. Um, but, you know, something interesting that did happen this week actually was something that, that technically happened last week. Sola Sokoa coming back to NXT after officially making his debut on SmackDown, coming and beating Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship. This week on NXT, do we call him commissioner, Sean? I don't really know what Sean... They don't need to give him a title. He's Sean Michaels. He's just Sean Michaels. Do you think Sean Michaels will now be the new person saying war games? He can't. He can't. He can't. Could Someone's going to say even... war games. Like, it's, it's, no somebody to has to say, people have to say war games. Now, they're going to put their own spin on how they say war games, which is totally fine. But, like, it's not like the pin game in a baby shower where you can't say the word baby. Like, it's war games. You have to say war games. Like, Miranda. you're going to have two Mar- war games Miranda. matches. I almost said something else. Miranda. You can't. Games of war games. War games. War games. It's all downhill from there. You cannot mess with perfection. People like to say you you can't box with God and you can't say war games if you're not William Regal. That's it. 
That's it. Triple H. No. Good. Yes, he can. He already did it in an interview, and he just called it War Games. He's not going to come out and be well, like... Well, of course he's going to say War Like, he's going to say it, you know, he's just War Games. What but- I need, what I need is, 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 look, and I know it's impossible because I have these conversations, because if you didn't know, Greg's a promoter. What I need is when we're building the feud between the bloodline and whoever they're going to wrestle, I need Triple H to pick up the phone and be like, listen... Listen, Tony Khan, I got 500 Listen, grand. Listen. I got 500 grand and a giant bag of cocaine with your name on it. Give me <laughs> Sir William Regal for one day. So when the bloodline is out there fighting with Kevin Owens and a newly turned Sami Zayn and Logan Paul and maybe Matt Riddle or Drew McIntyre, I just need this. Of War Games! War Games! War Games! Just, just make it happen. I really think the cocaine could convince him to do it. So, yeah. I on the Greg DeMarco show, I called him the uh, cocaine kingpin of professional wrestling. I really need that to catch on. <laughs> if I if I put that on a shirt, would pro wrestling tees actually sell it? I don't think they would. Ooh, I no. think I get some email about how the design was rejected. I really do think. That yeah, would happen yeah, they'll know because enough to know enough. Of They're course smart they enough. Would. Because yeah. they've probably seen it happen. Um, That's why you go to uh, another third-party site. True. And you just do it through there. Very, very true. Like Pro Wrestling Tees is the only one. Hell, I'll plug. I'll plug whatever site <laughs> to sell this T-shirt. It's true. That's very, very true. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Um. So, Shawn Michaels, not Commissioner Shawn Michaels, just regular Shawn Michaels. Uh. Then. I, I don't know if by the authority invested in him, like Greg is now the Reverend Greg DeMarco, by the authority invested in him, um, by the specific spiritual authority that allowed Greg to become a, a ordained um, officiant. Can you do that? Can Can Shawn Michaels become like an can become commissioner if he just goes through this? Can he become an ordained commissioner? So- or ordained commissioner. Um, he pretty much said Solo Sokoa's uh, win of the NXT North American title is null and void because it was not an authorized match. So he has to forfeit the North American Championship, which will now be up for grabs in a ladder match at Halloween Havoc. So, I mean, oh God. How did we get here? Like just to have one photo op with all the entire bloodline with That's his all champions. He literally had to come out there and win this title for the press conference. Oh, he literally came out here on NXT last Tuesday, wins the North American Championship over the second best North American champion of all time. Adam Cole didn't even hold it that long, but you know I'm going to stick to it, right? Then, and Gargano held it like 14 times, so maybe third. Then goes on SmackDown and actually defends the damn thing against right? Rick Moss of all and I didn't even I didn't even mention that, but yes. Why? He, I don't know. Why are we, why is Riddick Moss suddenly getting it? I don't know. Then on Saturday goes to Vegas for a press conference with the bloodline. We the ones. We all have titles except Sami Zayn, so haha, it looks so funny. Then he shows up on Tuesday and Sean's like, nah, bro, give me the, give me the belt back. Like, and, and I talked about this on the Greg DeMarco show and I'll reiterate it here because 
once I internalized the fact that the press conference had to happen and they had to all have their titles at the press conference except for Sami Zayn. They all had to be draped in gold because it's the bloodline. We the ones. This is what we do. By the way, the the picture where Sami Zayn is sitting there smiling and everyone's posing, but Jay Uso is giving Sami Zayn the side eye. Like just, just it's, the storytelling so is brilliant. So like you could so build it to a Jay Uso versus Sami Zayn match at WrestleMania. You really could really at this could. point. Um, because Owens and Sane are probably the ones who are going to beat them for the tag title anyway. But and they should. Yeah, they, they should. Should I don't care if people makeshift tag team. They'd never complain about them. But anyway, so. But one, okay, I, I totally forgot where I was going because we talked about the brilliance. Of <laughs> but Sammy I was Zane. Like, where are you going? Yeah, I don't even know for a second. There, but but I got it back. Thanks, Sammy Zane. I got it back. Um, that's how good he is. So once I accepted that we had to do the press conference. Once I internalize the press conference, compartmentalize the press conference, everything you need to do for the press conference. The seven stages of grief was yes, press conference. Which happened in about seven and a half seconds for me to get there. Then I suddenly was like, well, at least he didn't beat Gunther for the press conference. At least he didn't beat Bob, mm-hmm. Bob Lashley, for those at home, for the press conference. So, and maybe that was, and maybe that's exactly why he had to win the North American Championship. Like, literally, the only at least he title. didn't break, beat Bronson, mm-hmm. right? At least, you know, now, had we really been thinking, why not have, why not have him beat Tyler Bate for the NXT UK Championship, show up at the press conference holding the UK Championship, and then we just never see the fucking title again. Why not? I know we had to have the match at Worlds Collide, whatever, but like, still, maybe the Worlds Collide match ended in no contest and we still had these two champions. And then out comes Solo Sokoa the following week. And instead of challenging Carmelo Hayes, challenges Tyler Bate, wins the UK championship, shows up on SmackDown, beats Riddick Moss, who's probably never been to the UK. I'm sure that's not true. And then, because he, he just worked on the pre-show in Cardiff. And then... Goes to the press conference, and then we just don't see. There were other ways, but whatever. I don't care. Once I internalized everything, at least he didn't win one of their titles. Because I, once I accepted this is a given, that had to happen, even though I think it's stupid. But it had to, because you don't need someone to go to have a belt. He didn't have to have a belt. No, like, he's no. Like you don't heavy, need like every heavy. member. No, but they do. Of the, it's the but, same reason Roma had to unify the titles, because it had to be bigger than whatever. So it, it is what it is, right? But once I accepted that, at least they didn't do something stupid. Like, take the title off of Gunther, take the title off of Bob Lashley or anything like that. So, and come Halloween Havoc, we're going to have the 15th probably ladder match for the North American Championship because that's what we do. And at this point, who wins? Because is Carmelo going to win again? Like, I just don't know. Um, I don't know who all qualifies because now, because there were matches that took place at the tapings that were qualifying matches for this ladder match that we didn't know were qualifying matches for a ladder match because they obviously didn't announce them as such. So I'm sure they're going to have to like not show the ring introductions or, you know, overdub Alicia Taylor saying this is a qualifying match for the ladder match yeah. while someone's entering. So you don't actually see her. She doesn't do the introduction. Or they the just anyway. they just start the match. Yeah, they don't even do. You just start cut back from commercial. I think they'll they dub are. it in. I think they'll dub it in later. And and I don't know. We'll know when I later tonight when I watch the episode. But that's neither here nor there anywhere. Once I accepted that it had to happen. It was probably the lesser of any evil that could have taken place. Mm-hmm. And a year from now, it won't matter. 
That's, I mean, true. We all have short-term memory, you know? And again, NXT is, is great with ladder matches, you know? So, I, you know, if they're going to do this, might as, might as well. Maybe Carmelo Hayes will go up against uh, Johnny Gargano's uh, NXT record at this point. Um, he would tie, which it is not, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, but you also think, you know, yeah, who else could, could be in the running again? Yeah. Maybe that's where some of this, you know, kind of lingering NXT UK talent maybe steps in. Um, you know, you have this whole other feud right now too with, with Cameron Grimes, um, and, um, Joe Gacy kind right. of thing. Like that's still kind of an uneasy, Truce, truce kind of thing, but uh, lots, lots of potential there, um, but also a very weird roundabout way to get there that um, you just literally took a title away for someone for two weeks just to have it at a press conference so that they, you know, could look flashy to promote a show that's happening in Saudi Arabia. I don't get it. Like, you say all these things individually, and it's like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. But I guess in the big picture it makes sense. I yeah, shrug I mean, as I say this. I don't. It all me. It's wrestling, and yes, it's sometimes we logic. take. Sometimes we, being those in the business, even take that it's wrestling part way too seriously. We take ourselves too seriously, and we need to realize it's a fantasy world, and and we're it, putting it's on a show. Applying logic to an illogical situation, exactly. which and we shouldn't I, do that. I will say not. this though. Okay, there's five spots in the ladder match. Oro Mensa has qualified for one tonight on NXT. Spoiler alert. Of course, Carmelo Hayes has one, so there's three more. And and from a talent perspective, he belongs there anyway. But, like, no one seems to remember this was Wesley's title shot. Mm. So if he's not in the ladder match, then really what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, that's fair. Like, this was his title. Poor Wesley, yeah. he's He's been... I, th- I think that he can come back. I think this could be, again, ladder matches are matches that, that help bring notoriety to people. And I absolutely believe that this could be Wesley's shining moment. I think he's had one, at least one, with MSK mm-hmm. at some point. I'm sure he's mm-hmm. had a ladder match. There's rumors that they're going to be back together soon anyway, so that he, the Nash Carter might be coming back. So I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. But whatever. It will be a great ladder match. We will love it. It's part of Halloween Havoc. In whatever the new performance center is going to look like, yeah. um, and again, it's a Saturday, so again, that's another interesting aspect about this that these, mm-hmm. you know, they may steer away more uh, away from these, you know, week specials and have right. now. Now it doesn't say takeover, but you know, well, again, it's it's listed well, as in some places it is listed as takeover Halloween havoc. So I don't know. I mean, on WWE social media right now, it is just listed as NXT Halloween Havoc. If it's going to become a takeover, I'm sure it'll happen after October 4th. Who knows? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. And again, if that is the, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with, with the too. takeover. Yes. So what other things do you foresee in this future? So we already talked about the change of logo, possible change with the layout of the venue, change of naming of events back to, to take over. What other things do you see, whether it is a throw call back to NXT or possibly brand new ideas? I am a little worried about some of the talent. 
like I said, what's going to happen to like a Mako Satamora? What's going to happen to Gallus? What's going to happen to some of the others? Like, were they brought in and like called up from NXT UK to NXT? Or were they brought in just for this transition and they're gone and maybe they'll be brought back with NXT Europe and maybe they won't? Like, I'm worried about that because I like Gallus. I think Gallus is a good act. I like Tyler Bate. I think Tyler Bate should become either a member of Imperium or a member of the Brawling Brutes. He would make more sense with the Brawling Brutes, but that's only because Pete Dunne is still there. Or are we bringing in Trent Seven, who like hasn't said a word since all this happened? We don't know if he's under contract or not. And maybe Mustache Mountain and British Strong Style comes back. Who knows? I don't. And and so there's just a lot of questions about the talent, where we're going. And I, I think that's a topic that we can speculate now, but until 6 to 12 months down the road, we won't really know what the strategy is going to be. They've always brought in non-independent wrestling talent athletes into NXT. That's always been a thing, and, and it will always be a thing. Dolph Ziggler never wrestled on the indies. Like, this is nothing new. Randy Orton never wrestled on the indies, but he's different because he's family. But it's 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 all there. Roman Reigns didn't wrestle on the indies, and he's the biggest star in the world, and, the, and he was pre-black and gold NXT. So that's all still, still going to be there, but... What are we going to see talent-wise in the future? That's a big question for me. And I also wonder, and again, this is why I was mad about the shift to 2.0 because I was going to write the article. I think we're going to go back to heavy metal NXT too. Like I think Southern Rap NXT is going to go away and it's going to become heavy metal NXT. And that's just an aesthetic thing, but I do think that's the direction we're going to go into. Um and and I, I really don't care, but I liked heavy metal NXT. It fit for me. I really liked when they read when they had the Capitol Wrestling Center, and and you had the yeah. people like standing in, in in the rafters, and you had people like like it just felt different, and and that's why I liked it. I I liked the 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 plexiglass and the chain. oh yeah, like that was that a was really fun and cool different. look. Yeah, and and the shift to you know, the 2.0 version of the Performance Center took all of that away. And I would like to see that come back because it felt like this underground fight club, a lot of different things that I would love to do at an indie level because I think it would be perfect if you can find all the right pieces. And it worked in NXT for me and it was different than anything that anybody else was doing, at least on a large scale. And to me, I think we can get back there. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out in a couple weeks. We no control. My last question to you, and, and this is more of the epiphany that I had. So with the change of NXT, where does comedy come into play here? Because that was a big shift in 2.0, a lot more comedic personalities and skits, um, you know, and humor. Um, and a lot of it felt, you know, flat. Oh, in a way, um, but we're still seeing characters, of course, like Wendy, um, who, you know, came off really, she was just a giant kind of sleeping baby, um, and, and to finally get some footing. Your favorite and mine, Andre Chase University, which we have not seen a promo in quite some time, makes me a little nervous that that was something so outrageous, but also so perfect that it was comedic and outrageous but also mature and you know as an adult you could just laugh with it so with the changes do we still see some of this 
comedy and plays are going to change. And, you know, one of the things I hope doesn't change is, is Andre Chase and Chase University. But again, haven't seen them in a minute and I'm a little worried. I'm pretty sure they're on the show this week. So I think we're going to be okay. Okay. I, um, I haven't seen this week. That's why. Me neither. I, I and I, they haven't been week. yet a couple weeks ago. It hasn't been that long. Um, I think they're safe because they're funny as hell and they're over. I do right. think, like I said, it's that happy medium, that middle ground. I think some of the comedy will stay and and some of it will go. But what's interesting is that we've seen a lot of the character, character, characters in NXT evolve. Um you know, it, it's been a while since since Brooks Jensen was, you know, for lack of a better word, like a, a, a masturbating teenager, which is what his character was for a while. He's kind of gone away from that. Like there was tease that he was going to end up as a love interest with Fallon Henley. That hasn't happened. And and who knows what, right? I think some of that goes away. Even Wendy Chu, who you mentioned, has become more credible. She won the feud with Tiffany Stratton, which made no sense whatsoever because you would think she would put over Tiffany Stratton. Now she's about to feud with Cora Jade and and she's even used her social media. Like I remember it was this big deal when she posted a picture of herself and she's like, here's what's under the, here's what's under the onesie. And people were like, dude, um, you know, why are you wearing the onesie? And, and if anybody knew Karen Q in Ring of Honor and elsewhere, they knew anyway, so it didn't matter. But she shifted and other talents have shifted. I think what you're going to see, and this even happens in, in, even used to happen in the old days, someone would debut heavy character, character, character. And if they got over, they would, Edge was this like weird street enigma when he debuted and then started talking and then became comedy and then became one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So I do think that some of these talents, if they get over, if Kiana James gets over, she's not really going to be this businesswoman all the time. If, if Ariana Grace gets over, she's not going to be a beauty queen the whole time. Like Tiffany Stratton has even slowly gone away from like, yes, and that, my that daddy pays for everything was, to like credible athlete. I was visually looking at her right now because she's the one person that came to mind that has truly changed within the past few months. And that's absolutely right. When you, when you start, you kind of start off strong. Um, and then from there, you kind of morph into more of a blend of a more realistic character yeah. person with maybe traces or elements of that kind of over the exactly. top person. You built the foundation. And then the house stands on the foundation, but how often do we sit there and stare at the foundation of our houses? Mm-hmm. Not very often because we've covered them in tile and a bunch of other things. And and that's kind of what this is. Like we lay the foundation, people get where the character came from and know some of the motivation. But like, you know, Wendy Chu is a great example. Like when was the last time we saw her sleeping backstage? You know, it, it's been a minute. And, you know, when was the last time Tiffany Stratton went to the mall? Now those things are reserved for some of the newer characters who came in. Andre Chase, to me, is going to stay with where he is because you could put him on the main roster tomorrow and it would get over. Yeah. And you could have the Andre, the Chase you section in the crowd and you can do all of that. And it would be and, – and, and he would replace, you know, the comedy elements of Raw SmackDown because who knows if we're ever going to see the 24-7 title again. We haven't seen it since, like, Triple H took over. So we don't know what the hell's going on. I'm sure we will. He's just trying to figure out the best way to use it. But – and I think uh, from what I understand, well, Reggie wrestled on main event without that title around because he's not holding it anyway. But there's things. And and I do think some of that will still have its place and some of it will evolve and, and just be the newer version of it. But like I said, as these characters get over, 
they they they're they're over enough to where we don't need them to be these hardcore character character characters. They can actually be pro wrestlers, and I think we'll get to that point. And I do think NXT is a very good place for that. Yeah. Um, and that's how it was, again, back in, not in, you know, the, the true black and gold, not the heavy metal days, but just more of what we saw, you know, in those early 2010s. Um, and I think that in some ways it's good that we're kind of starting back or could start back almost like in this ground level and start with level one to build back up. Um, to, it, it won't look the same as, you know, the black and gold that a lot of fans became to fell in love with it. Um, but I do think that it's going to, and as you said, it's still going to be a pathway and funnel for the main roster. If anything, now the main roster has changed so much to allow NXT to kind of go back into its older form, which is that I think is the crazy part about this, that there's been kind of so more of this dramatic change on Raw and SmackDown that the big change that is still happening with NXT is almost like, oh, NXT is going to go back to these elements because the main roster has changed so much. And that I think is the bigger aha or the bigger, oh my gosh, moment out of all of this, that in a way NXT is able to thrive and come back Um because of, of the dramatic changes happening to, yeah. to Raw and SmackDown. And things just needed to change anyway, because, you know, it, it's certain characters were not going to get over on the main roster with what they were doing in NXT. Wendy Chu sleeping backstage, well, it probably would get over on the main roster at first, but it, would, it wouldn't live forever. And, and then there's just other elements too, like, remember when Cora Jade turned heel and completely changed? Mm-hmm. Like, you know why I think that really happened? Because Roxanne Perez showed up and was a better Cora Jade than Cora Jade. Oh, yeah. I literally, so when that happened, I was like, well, why are you signing Roxanne Perez? You already have Cora Jade. And, like, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that in a negative way. They were literally very, very similar. They were, Similar look, close to age. You know, like, it was just like, oh, so you have two of them now. But to their credit, to their credit, they had someone they wanted in Roxanne Perez. They realized they had someone who already fits that mold in Cora Jade. They wanted them both, so they leaned into it just to blow it up. Mm-hmm. And and they played it better than I think you – I don't think anybody else could have played that better than what they did. No. And if Cora I, Jade's going to work – once Roxanne Perez showed up, Cora Jade was never going to work being Cora Jade, the skateboard kid. She yeah. had to change, and she changed for the better. And I think that long term, it'll work out for the better. Um but that was just not, like, the characters are going to change. The characters are going to evolve. Cameron Grimes wasn't going to work the way he was. Needed to evolve a little bit. Now, look, Grizzled Young Veterans, in my opinion, were going to work the way they were and did not need to change. And it's very easy to grow facial hair and go back, so they still could. But, like, that didn't need to happen. But, you know, that, that that's one of 25. So they're not going to get them all right. Thankfully, people can go back. You know, it, it, had you kept them the Grizzled Young Veterans, they could have unified the title. Like, there's so many things you could have done. I just don't know. But whatever. Well, we are going to wait and see again. Like we mentioned, we still have two weeks of pre-taped shows for NXT. 
we will see next week exactly how that comes about. And of course, Halloween Havoc on Saturday, October 22nd, the, you know, the, the first, uh, you know, premium event is not even, a, you know, I guess we can call it that, um, of this new NXT era, uh, and so much more. So, we are going to stay tuned, and of course, we're going to be talking about it on the hashtag Miranda Show in the future. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget uh, to go to poorwrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t shirts today. IZW Impact Zone Wrestling presents Cool Town Clash this Saturday, September 24th in College, Arizona at the College Youth Center. Ticket information is available at IZWWrestling.com. You can also find it on social media. Where, Greg? At IZW Wrestling AZ, AZ for Arizona, at IZW Wrestling AZ. You can follow us on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. And, of course, Greg at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the ChairShot at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, the hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find on TheChairShot.com. 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 Always use your head. Don't forget to find us on your favorite podcast streaming platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Subscribe, rate, and review so that way you are notified each and every time a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show drops. And, of course, leave a review and rating so we know what you think of the show. That does it for this week's episode, but we will be with you next week talking more random shit in the world of pro wrestling. We'll see what happens between now and then. Who knows, but we'll be here with you. So for the Reverend Greg DeMarco, I am Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening, and don't forget to always keep it soft style. Fighters, two teams of four. I think, gentlemen, you know how this goes. I am begging you to say it. It's over. Dude.